up, world? It's your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Don't worry if you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen. Coming at you Monday through Friday, each and every weekday. So make it a part of your daily routine. Make it your first listen. Tell your friends to do the same as Locked On Blazers, your team every day. In today's show recapping the Blazers' streak-snapping victory over the Phoenix Suns. Blazers had lost seven in a row, needed a win in the worst way, and got it in the best way, holding on late to beat the Phoenix Suns in the return of some old friends to the Moda Center, DeAndre Ayton getting revenge against his old team. We'll recap that game as we do. We'll talk about a second-half surge and what went into it to power the Blazers with a with a monster, monster second half to, to get things rolling and get them back on track or untracked uh, rather and then we'll talk about DeAndre Ayton who I think played his probably his best game in a Blazers uniform didn't shoot that well but one of his best games in a Blazers uniform and um, there is very simple there was a simple approach to how I think the Blazers are 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 trying to get him involved in what he wants to do and a formula that maybe can work. Some some repeatable stuff. That's what we'll talk about to close the show. But first, let's do what we do, baby. Fastest recap in the West. Blazers win 109-104. It did not look like this was going to go their way early. They're down 20, 36-20 after one. Down 16 at the end of one. They had 20 points and 10 turnovers. It was a nightmare. They were turning the ball over the place. They bring in Scoot Henderson. My man starts saying, whoa, oh, we're turning the ball over? I can do that. But like two of the Blazers' first three possessions prior to even Scoot, he doesn't deserve all the blame here. Prior to Scoot even getting into the game, they two of the first three possessions, they turned the ball over, trying to force feed DeAndre Ayton. It's like, then Scoot gets in and says, like, let me get in on the act. Ten turnovers in the first quarter. It's looking rough. But this is, this is the Portland Trailblazers team you kind of know. So, of course, they charge back, and they get cut into single digits, get close within a possession, but the, the Suns close the second quarter well and go into halftime up 61-49. Kevin Durant, 21 in the first half. Devin Booker, 17 in the first half. And it looks like the Suns, you know, even without Bradley Beal, are just going to overwhelm, overwhelm the Blazers just with their quality of offense. Then the second half happens. A monster third quarter. Blazers go take a 38-22 third quarter to take an 87-81 lead into the fourth. 38-22. Uh, just, just, just a a a disastrous third quarter for the Suns. The Blazers capitalize. They stop turning the ball over. They start making shots. They get 13 from Jeremy Grant in the, in the third, uh, eight from Amphrey Simons, and eight from Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon starts the second half because Shaden Sharp, who was added to the injury report with an abductor strain, groin strain, uh, started, played the first eight minutes, went scoreless, took one shot, and then did not come back in the game, and they held him out. Uh, and so Malcolm Brogdon starts the second half. He was really solid after halftime. But, you know, you get you get those type of, you know, you get 29. Jeremy Grant and, and Amphrey Simons combined for 21 points. The Suns scored 22. Throw in Malcolm Brogdon's eight as he's your other guard starting now. And all of a sudden, like, the offense is cooking 38 in the quarter up 87 81 Malcolm Brogdon hits a three with six minutes and six seconds left in the third quarter the Blazers take a one-point lead 68 67 uh, uh Jeremy Grant drives on the after a, after the Blazers get a stop and gets the and one layup in semi-transition makes the makes the layup makes obviously and one makes the free throw 
And the Blazers never look back. They never trail after midway through the third quarter. They hold on, but it got a little dicey at the end. So they're up six, heading into the fourth quarter, 87-81. And they're up 11 with a minute 59 seconds left. DeAndre Ayton hits a couple free throws. You're starting to feel good, right? Like, they're going to win. I'm thinking about what I'm going to do on the podcast, having fun. I'm in the arena. The place is rocking. Uh Uh-oh. All of a sudden, after a couple Suns buckets, cuts it to nine and then cuts it to seven. The Blazers take a a way too early three in what is now a five-point game. Uh Uh-oh. A way way too early shot. Uh, And Malcolm Brogdon gets a a wide-open three from the corner because they're double-teaming, but he shoots it with 12 on the shot clock and, and the clock ticking under a minute. It's like... Hold the ball, dog. Like, shot clock it. Like, literally let the clock run out is better than taking a shot there when when you're up. He misses. Suns run. They get an and one. And all of a sudden, yikes, it's a two-point game and the Blazers have the ball with just over 30 seconds to go. Uh Uh-oh. Every time it's drives, gets his shot swatted out of bounds by old friend Yusuf Nurkic. Blazers call it, get a timeout. They need to set up a play, right? They need to, it is all of a sudden, it is a three-point game with 15 seconds left, 18 seconds left, and you need to score or it's really lemon booty time. Blazers run a play to get Avery Simons the ball going to his preferred right hand. He gets there on Grayson Allen and kind of gets caught in between pull-up jump shot and floater and just throws up a little tough put, contested push jump shot from outside the paint. Cash. Blazers go up 5-109-104. Anthony Simons delivers and avoids the meltdown. And the Blazers hold on to win by that margin as the Suns miss uh, some shots at the buzzer. That's your fastest recap in the West. Blazers win 109-104. Snap a seven-game losing streak to the box. Score we go. 22 from Jer- uh, from Jeremy Grant. 15 of those came in the second half. 17 from Amphrey Simons, or excuse me, 23 from Amphrey Simons. 17 of those came in the second half. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, 14 off the bench, although he started the second ha- started the second half. 11 in the second half. Malcolm Brogdon in the second half, 11 points, four boards, three rebounds. He was uh, really stinking good. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, who we'll talk about a bunch to close the show, 16 points, 15 boards. Um, you he was, he was solid. He didn't shoot well. 6 of 18. Amity Simons didn't shoot well. 9 of 23. He shot well in the second half. Did not shoot well early. Uh, Jeremy Grant continues to be efficient. Um, he's Jeremy Grant has 10 assists in his last two games. 6 the other night. 4 tonight. Um, 10 assists in, in two games for Jeremy Grant feels like it's against the rules. I checked. I did check the rule book. It is totally within the rules for Jeremy Grant to pass the ball that much with that much success, but... It does it feels like it legitimately is like when I was seat in the box I'm like four assists what what on earth um Scoot Henderson who got to close the game uh, they chose to close the game with with the three guard lineup he had nine scoreless in the second half but nine points four boards five assists for Scoot I thought he played pretty well um he was a little turnover happy in the first half but he, I thought he played um after his first shift I thought he played I thought he played 
solid. Um, there were some moments where he um, just holds the turbo button down a little too much, but I thought he played all right. Uh, eight for Matisse Thibel, who continues just to be a, a wizard on defense. He had three steals. Nine for Jabari Walker. Duop Reith played in the first half, didn't play in the second half, took one shot, and it was a three, and he hit it. Uh, WAP is kind of clearly has, clearly they're more comfortable for the most part, going small. I think that, I think that's just clear. They're, they're, for the most part, they're comfortable going small and, and WAP is, is the odd man out as the 10th guy. And Jabari Walker has been your backup center. Um, as the Blazers are just comfortable in that look on the, on the sun's side quickly, Devin Booker 26, but just nine after halftime, he struggled in the second half, four of 12 in the second half. He was not good after halftime, uh, 40 for KD. I thought the Blazers guarded Kevin Durant well, particularly in the in the final three quarters. I thought they kind of figured out what to do with him and how they wanted to guard him. And I thought Jeremy Grant was that was one of be- Jeremy Grant's better defensive games. I thought he was competitive and and his active hands and active feet and physical and trying to keep Kevin Durant not getting easy catches where he wants the ball. And KD had 40 on 16 of 28 shooting. <laughs> He's just really good. He's just really good. Like that's um he you know, he's he he makes shots, he gets to his spots, he shoots over the top. I mean Jeremy Grant blocked a Kevin Durant like fall away mid range jumper. You don't see that very often. That is not a that is not a common occurrence watching Kevin Durant get a mid range jumper blocked. Um and he still finished with a forty on sixteen of twenty eight shooting. Like he was really he was really good. The problem was that Durant was really good and after a good first half Devin Booker was really good. The Suns just didn't get help from anyone else. No one else in double fi- double figures. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic had nine and thirteen, missed a couple of layups late, and and gave us the full Nurk specials. Smoked a couple right-handed layups and complained about the foul call. Welcome back, big fella. Uh, Nazir, little uh, old friend, four points off the bench. Old friend Drew Eubanks had five and six boards. Five for Eric Gordon, two for Jordan Goodwin, two for Chimezi Metu. Suns just needed a little bit of help. They didn't get it. The Blazers got the balance. They win the ball game let's talk about what ha- what went right in the second half talk about the uh, sort of the art of uh, the art of fixing a slow start um that's what we will do in the second segment first can i can i interest you in learning a little bit about building a championship team with help from my man joshy that's josh lloyd host of Locked on Fantasy Basketball, who's going to bring you the best fantasy picks each week with the help of eBay Motors. Whether you're prepping to make a daily fantasy roster or if you're just scouting the waiver wire for whatever pickups in your year-long league, every week right here are going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Players of the Week. I told you yesterday yesterday about Brandon Podzimski of the of the Warriors. Today, let's talk about Grayson Allen of the Suns. We saw Pods the other night with, with Golden State. Now Blazer fans got to see Grayson Allen close up. And, um, you know, he's um, not a personal favorite of mine, but a pretty good basketball player. Um, with with Brad Beal out until at least the first week of January or so, Allen's just going to play a lot. He's going to see a bunch of minutes. He's going to have more on ball opportunities, and he's going to have you know hold on to this role for maybe not just you know through Christmas and, and the big games on on next week. But beyond that, because Brad Beal's going to be out in for a stretch, and, and tonight like. Grayson Allen 
is one of the best shooters in the league. Shooting above 40% from three on volume this year. He's been a really good three-point shooter, so that's going to help your fantasy team. But like, just the minutes alone, played 33 minutes tonight and didn't even shoot that well. One of five from three, but 11 points. Uh, he had nine rebounds. He's active. Um, he's 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 going to get some defensive stats because he's a little pest. Not like he's not going to block shots, but... Um, you know, he's, he's going to get the random hustle stats, rebounds out of his area, and occasional steals. He had two tonight. Uh, check your fantasy waiver wire. Uh, maybe maybe Grayson Allen could be an ad for you. Josh Lloyd, locked on fantasy basketball, wants to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about is about every player being a perfect fit. That's the same for your vehicle. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Whether you need brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Motors, with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, burning rubber, baby, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. This game turned in the second half. It really turned after the first quarter, but it turned in the second half. Uh, the Blazers, the Blazers held. You know, they gave up 36 points in that first quarter. They turned the ball over 10 times. An outrageous start to the to the um, to the game. Chauncey Billups has talked about we got to get off to better starts, and. Um, he then they have this start and I thought really curiously this I'm I'm putting um, I'm putting a, a star next to this one Chauncey Billups said we have some guys in the starting lineup that play a little cool sounds like Shaden Sharp to me that sounds like a that sounds like a shot at Shaden Sharp and a shot a little bit at, at DeAndre Ayton for sure but um I think that's that he, you know he wants guys to he said his team is too reactive he wants to be he, he wants to be a team that 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 is that is not reactive but 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 the team that sets the tone the team that throws the first punch and not the team that has to react to whatever the other team does and he feels like they he kind of can't get him out of that rut even though they talk about it all of the time They've started slow a bunch, and oftentimes they kind of start slow, they come back, they hang around, but they can't overcome like, okay, well, they were down 18 early, and then they they used a bunch of energy, and then they're just, you know, now they're in scramble mode, and they've had a ton of games this year where it's like, out of it, back in it, can't get all the way over the hump. But tonight, after that 36-point quarter where they've turned the ball over 10 times, they held the Suns to 25, 20, and 23 over the final three quarters. It's pretty good. 43 points in the second half for Phoenix. Blazers scored 38 points in the third quarter. Phoenix scored 43 in the second half. They played great. Play, they really they really did. I I think the simplest explanation is often the easiest. And, and I, I want to start with a simple explanation and then we can move out from there. The Blazers in the second half made eight three-pointers. They were eight of 16 from three. In the second half, the Suns went one of 10 from three. Often, often, this the way the NBA game is played, shooting is going to be the separator. And when you're plus 21, that's seven more made threes from three. Like, it's just... 
that can be the difference. And that probably was it. Like, you know, you, you outscore the Suns by 17 in the second half, 60 to 43 after halftime. You make seven more threes than they do. And everything else is basically equal, right? Like, the Suns take 48 field goals. The Blazers take 48 field goals. The Suns took eight free throws. The Blazers took six. Um, you know, you're, the Suns had more offensive rebounds, but but they didn't convert them into more field goal attempts. And Blazers turned the ball over four times. They didn't give up extra points. They didn't lose. You know, they had, that, that's if you're if you're the way I count it is field goals and free throw attempts. The the Suns had two more shooting possessions because they're plus two at the free throw line in the second half. If you're if you're even in the possessions game, play a clean bat, play a clean half, and you shoot incredibly well. That's the trick, and that is the sort of resilience that this team has shown this year. Um, what 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 they're lacking is maybe just straight up skill, right? Like they're just sometimes it's just a talent deficit, and they can't get all the way back, or they've had some. You know, they've had some blunders where it's like Amphrey Simons turns the ball over twice in two in the final two minutes or something like that. But like the, the resiliency of this team is typically has typically been there, right? They've been tough enough and they play hard enough often, has not always been the case, but often hard enough to get themselves kind of just like in the game vaguely. And the tonight they made shots and they played really competitive defense. Um, I thought that, like I said, I thought Jeremy Grant played competitive defense. I thought that... Um, I thought Matisse Thibel came in and gave them really good minutes. I thought Tamani Kamara was his general sort of active self. And there were stretches in this game when the Blazers were going small, and they asked Malcolm Brogdon to guard Kevin Durant. And boy, did that help. <laughs> if you can get away with that. It doesn't always work, and they had to send two to the ball, and then they're sending help. And it wasn't like these long stretches, but there was a stretch in the fourth quarter where the, the matchup was was putting uh, Matisse Thibel on, on Booker and, and Malcolm Brogdon on Kevin Durant. Um, the, the sort of the, the steadiness of Brogdon really, really showed up in this game. And I think that's a key part of this. Malcolm Brogdon is like, and I, I just, I, he is better than Shaden Sharp at basketball. Hopefully not for long, but he's just the steadying presence, the ball handling, the passing. Um, he's better. Sharp has really struggled on defense recently. I don't know. He's he's he can be better than that. They got to get him back there. Maybe it's health. Maybe it's fatigue. Whatever it is, but like he he's the Blazers' offense looked so much better in the second half just because Brogdon stands in the corner, takes shots when they come there. Just because he can be smart, sort of about. You know he can he can run plays and get you into action and he's he kind of has um, just the ball handling the playmaking skills but also just the sort of the IQ to say okay let's get us organized here's what we need to do he took one terrible shot late in the game but like um, you kind of see the conundrum with where the Blazers roster right it's like I want Sharp to play a ton more minutes than than Malcolm Brogdon I'm much more invested in Jaden Sharp's future as like a podcaster and basketball fan than I am Malcolm Brogdon but like. The, the the steadying presence of having a vet on the court like helped them in the second half and undeniably helped them on both ends. He he was really good in this game and he's had some stinkers recently. Like no 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 doubt about it. Brogdon's had some stinkers recently. That is that that got him there. But I think I, I think that's sort of their conundrum, right? It's like they need the young guys to play and they need the young guys to fail and they need the young guys to learn from failing and all of those things. But you can see that if they were just to like, um, you know, if they were trying to maximize what they were going to be, it's playing 
it's probably playing Brogdon and Amphrey Simons, your two best guards, more minutes than the young guys, um, which is just like not the priority for the season, but it is like a, sort of a fact of life. Um, the other reason that the Blazers won in the second half is that DeAndre Ayton was really good. But one of the reasons that he said he was really good is because of the way the game started. The way the game started informed how DeAndre Ayton was able to end it. I think this is a curious one and something we've sort of touched on on the show, but something that both he and Chauncey Billups mentioned in the in their post-game conversations. The Blazers didn't unlock some magic with DeAndre Ayton. He just played a little better in this game, and he was a little more aggressive, and he had some extra juice playing against his former team. He wasn't perfect, but he's getting... you. You could see what they want to do. And then they talked about how they're going to get there. So let's talk about what they want to do and how they're going to get there. And DeAndre, one of DeAndre Ayton's just straight up best games in a Trailblazers uniform. That's what we'll do to close the show. But first, let me tell you about buying last minute tickets. Blazers play the Washington Wizards on Thursday. And um, you might not want to go see the Washington Wizards in person until like four o'clock on Thursday afternoon. Well, luckily the game time app is made just for you. It is, it is specifically for you, the procrastinator. Uh, what I like about the game time app, the, the place for last minute tickets is that it's quick and easy to use. Open up the app, search Trailblazers, you know, three clicks, you got tickets emailed to your phone or emailed to your, yeah, emailed to your phone. That's where you get emails, right? But you, you can, you know, see that you can see the view from your seat. So you can click on it and say, okay, how, okay, what's a good, what's, what's the sort of corner of the Moda Center going to look like? And what you see is what you get. There's no, there's no BS with the pricing. It's just, if I want to sit in these seats, they cost 47 bucks. Let's click on them. Let's buy them. Four clicks. The email's there. You're not getting a convenience fee. You're not getting the 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 charge to send you a, a whatever, send you a an emailed PDF. You're just, what you see is what you get. So why not take advantage of game time and take the hassle and guesswork out of buying tickets? Download the game time app and create an account and use the code LOCKEDONNBA. You got $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Use the redemption code LOCKEDONNBA. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A. Get $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed. Still a pass versus point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond. And you are still listening to Lockdown Blazers. DeAndre Ayton played darn well. Did DeAndre Ayton play a perfect game? No. No. He was 6 of 18 from the floor. He didn't shoot well. There was a moment in the in the third quarter where they went into a timeout and he went over and grabbed the ball from the ref. He was 4-14 at the time when he did this. So he did make it. He did make two of his final four attempts after doing this. But he went and grabbed the ball from the ref and just made a layup real quick. He said, I just need to see the ball go in. I'm missing all these shots. But the number that really matters here is not the missed field goals. It's the field goal attempts in and of themselves. The Blazers, for the whole dang season, have been trying to figure out how the heck are we going to get DeAndre Ayton involved. And I mentioned this a bunch in previous podcasts is like the Blazers had kind of one plan for DeAndre Ayton was that he's going to work in pick and rolls with Amphrey Simons. And then, you know, we'll have shooting around that pick and roll. And when they send two to the ball with Amphrey Simons, they'll create space and Ayton will have more room and Simons will unlock him. And then Amphrey Simons got hurt. And it's clear that Blazers didn't really have plan B. 
And then the roster didn't allow them to create a plan B that was particularly well, particularly well suited to fit what DeAndre Ayton does. And then I think the sort of snowball effect of a roster that didn't fit him, limited opportunities and losing, caused DeAndre Ayton just to not play very well the last week or 10 days or so. He just didn't play with his with heart. He was just playing kind of soft. Um you just kind of getting light cardio out there, just not 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 um, not being the rim protector he's capable of being, not being the the sort of disruptor on defense that he had been to begin begin the year. He he played really hard at the beginning of the season, and that kind of went away recently. And so the Blazers and Chauncey Billups talked about this. Said, "Okay, we got to get something from Da." And the way we're going to get something from him is a good old Victor Claver special. And, the, and, and Chauncey used to do this with Yusuf Nurkic a bunch too, is we're going to get him the first touch, the first shot of the game, and we're going to go to him again after that. We're going to get him touches right away. We're going to be sure that we do. We're going to call a play for him to get a touch. Early on, the Blazers' first possessions, they called a play to get a touch. One, the ball came back out, and and, and they worked the ball around. Everybody touched it, and, and Jeremy Grant hit a three. Another one, they threw it into the post, and, and Yusuf Nurkic knocked it away from Aiden. But he gets touches early, and he gets shots early, attempts early. He gets that sort of, he, um, you know, he's, he gets the carrot early. The bunny gets the carrot early in the process, and DeAndre Aiden feels involved, and that involvement caused him to play better. And I thought he wasn't, super super great on defense in this game he was good but he wasn't super great but I think where I noticed him play a lot better was physical physical offense I saw him run a possession this is going to blow your mind I saw him run a possession in the first half in which he made contact solid contact even on two screens in one singular possession a, a good screen off the ball to spring the action and then once that started it allowed them to get into a pick and roll um he springs a guy up with a little with a little flare screen going towards the top of the key. Then he sets another screen once the ball comes, and they run a pick and roll, and they get a bucket out of it. And the bucket came not from DeAndre Ayton, but from the wing on the other side, three-pointer on the other side, because his screens force the defense to rotate and help. And I thought he had that physicality all night, made sure he hit people. And he talked about, um, he talked about in his post-game press conference, he said that like getting the ball early, he felt like he's been missing some of the recent games. Getting the ball early definitely helps him find his rhythm, find his confidence, find his footing. DeAndre Ayton needs a little help. It's unfortunate, perhaps, that he's going to need a little help. But if he's going to need a little help, you're going to pay him $32 million. You're going to give him a little help. Call plays for him. Pat him on his back when he does well. You, at this point, um, the Blazers are pot committed. They got to figure out what works. And if it doesn't work, they still need to figure out what works because he's going to be theirs for a while. And what'd they get from DeAndre Ayton? A darn solid game. A darn solid game. Not this elite monster game, but 16 points and 15 boards. Three assists. And the playmaking and plan A finally showed up in this one. Plan A all the time. I guess plan DA. We'll just run a pick and roll with DeAndre Ayton and Amphrey Simons and it'll work. That was a Blazers plan from the start of the season. Then Amphrey Simons misses 18 games and they didn't get to do their plan from the start of the season. But... This game was one of the best games I've seen DeAndre Ayton as a playmaker on the short roll. Amphrey Zimes is the only player on the team who commands a double team right now. 
in the, there is a special future waiting out there in which the Blazers have multiple feared scores that command double teams and have the ball handling skills to accept the double and then get off it and then give their team an advantage four on three because two get to the ball. That means you got four offensive players and just three defenders behind it. Find DeAndre Ayton in the pocket. That's that space created when you set a high screen. Find him in the pocket. Let him be a decision maker. And tonight, he was good at it. He is a little slow when he catches it there. Like he catch, scan, scan, pick up your dribble, see the pass, make the pass. You wish it was catch, scan, pass. When it was quick. But it, for him, it's five beats, not three. Bum, 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 bum. Okay, he makes the play. But the speed is the next thing that you hope he develops. Right now, it's just the decisions. See it, make the pass, make it so it's a catchable, good, clean pass. Get it on, get the ball to the opposite side of the floor. When the Blazers can draw two to the ball, get the ball to the middle of the floor and have someone make a, a decision, they look they look so much more competent because then you can spread um, Malcolm Brogdon out. You can spread Jeremy Grant out. You can spread Shaden Sharp out. And now you have shooters around there. And you can honestly spread Scoot out. And it, whether teams are saying, okay, he's the guy we're going to help off of, he can attack against a, a, a defense that isn't set, against a defense that is imbalanced, against a defense where they have a four-on-three advantage. It even allows your non-shooters to be more aggressive and be smarter. And the, the DA ant pick-and-roll got some juice tonight. It looked like it's the best it had looked. Best it had looked. Um, work in progress, but th- that's, the, that's, that's what they got to keep building on. Uh, as DA pointed out, like they just haven't played together very much, so he's still learning. Um, you know, like I said, the Blazers didn't really have a plan B with DeAndre Ayton, but they're back to being able to have their plan for the beginning of the season. And tonight, Anthony Simons got double teamed, and he got double teamed because that's you know he's their score scary player off the dribble, and they don't you want to you know you want to make him make plays. The Suns are choosing to have DeAndre Ayton catch that ball in the middle of the floor, knowing that they'll be able to scramble back. Load the paint up, dare Blazers shooters to uh, to make shots. And guess what? They did. They did. They made shots. That's the trick. 14 of 28 from three. They didn't even bomb away from three with only 28 three-point attempts. But if you make half of them at 14, Suns were five of 23 from three. And you do that because you get a double team. And you do that because your big man makes decisions in the middle of the floor. And you do that because you start Malcolm Brogdon in the second half who gives you that balance and that decision-making and that uh, that willingness to shoot and f- look for his shots on the backside of the offense. It opens up a little bit more. The Blazers didn't invent anything new against the Suns. They just played a darn good second half. They made a bunch of shots and they won. They've had opportunities to win during the seven-game losing streak and haven't been able to close the deal. Tonight, they closed the deal. They played darn well. And they 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 are closer. They, you know, Shane Sharp got hurt, but they're... they're their full roster is still a thing they're tinkering with. Like, they're, they're mostly non-Rob Williams full roster. It's like, they're tinkering with it. Tonight, they continue to tinker with it. They went back to something that we thought we would see much more in the beginning of the season. And it's starting to work. Starting to see the vision. You build from that vision, you try to get another win. And guess what? Thursday, the Washington Wizards. It's a winnable game. Talking about two in a row. And a fourth win at home on the season. The Blazers are 3-9 and nine at home this year. Hoof. Hoof. <laughs> that's not great Bob uh, but get a win here it's a good win a fun win they played well he had a great second half from JG great second half from Ant he had a really solid game from DeAndre Ayton and you're kind of figuring out what it's going to take to get the most out of DeAndre Ayton and where he can be maximized solving things or getting back to things that you knew would be a solution all along 
and moving forward. The puzzle is still going to be hard to crack some nights, but they got it. And there's a very winnable game waiting ahead of them on Thursday against the Wizards. Uh, this is a bounce-back game for the Blazers' defense. They played a really solid defensive second half. I thought I thought Devin Booker missed some shots he could make, but um, the Blazers didn't let any non—you know, Kevin Durant's going to get his, but the the non—the Suns' role players couldn't get loose. But the Blazers' defense has, has struggled recently, and so tomorrow's show, we're going to look into the struggles of the Blazers' defense and look ahead to the Wizards' game. And then Friday's show, we'll recap the Wizards' game. It's what we do, five days a week, wherever you get podcasts, and also on YouTube. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.